and we're back. We're back with Tomesa Lydon, and she is Lydon. 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 She's here to tell you how to keep it fun until you're done. She's an international best-selling co-author of the One Habit for Entrepreneurial Success, a smart living for seniors, how to make the best of the rest. She's a realtor and the host and producer of the show that's coming up in Legrity. What's the name of the show? How to... Keeping it fun till you're done. How to keep it fun when you're done. Um, <laughs> She's amazing, so I can't wait for her to bring all that energy and talk uh, for for your enjoyment. So with that, take the stage. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Are you dressed and having fun yet? Well, I am gussied up. Now, a little bit of trivia. I thought gussied up was a Southern term for when women are all dressed up in the South, um, they refer to them as gussied up. And kind of like when men are all dressed up, they are called Dapper Dan. But technically, it is a term used by Americans, Australians, and Canadians that refers to, and it comes back from the 1900s, and it refers to dressed and embellished. So here I am all dressed and embellished. <laughs> now, I would have worn the glasses, but they're not quite indoor glasses. So excuse me if we just put those aside. <laughs> Hi and welcome. My name is Tamisa Leiden and I am a realtor, a designer, a speaker, an author, and a curator of my own joy. Now, if you leave here today and take nothing but one thing, let it be this. Never let anyone steal your joy. Now, I'm going to start out with talking about the five influences of how I built my business and how I wanted it to operate or how I wanted to operate it. <laughs> so number one is my mom. My mom was my number one influencer. She was, of course, all our moms are the greatest moms, but she was so good. But the three lessons that I learned that are most impactful was number one, she said, you only live once. Live it. Live. Number two, if you want it, you can have it. Now, she didn't add the phrase, if you take action, but back in the 1950s, as a stay-at-home mom, she could have been a personal development guru. And number three, you can't take it with you. She always taught us to share and be generous. Share all you can. Don't can all you get. Now, my number two influencer is Irma Bombeck. Now we're moving up to like the 1960s now, but Irma Bombeck literally dug into the everyday lives of housewives and parents and just created just the mother load of humor around the subject of housewife and parenting. And it was such a success, she became one of the country's best-selling authors and newspaper columnist. 
Now, maybe not everybody on here knows what a newspaper is, but back in the day, we used to wait till morning, early, early in the morning, somebody would come along and toss a paper up on your doorstep so you could read about the news and any information that happened yesterday. Now that's quite different than today, right? Everything is real time and we're bombarded with it. But back to Irma Bombeck, she wanted to remind people what was important in life. And I'm gonna read her quote so I don't mess it up. If I had life to live over, I would have waxed less and listened more. Now, again, back in that day, waxing pertained to furniture and floors. What can I say? <laughs> she went on to say, but mostly given another shot at life, I would seize it every minute of it. I would look at it. I'd really see it. I'd try it on and live it more. I'd exhaust it. And I would never give that minute back until there was nothing left of it. Now, she always encouraged people to eat on their finest china, use the finest stemware, and use the good linen. Because every single day, you is a special occasion. Don't save it for a special occasion. Use it every single day. Between my mom and her prim and properness, which I didn't get much of, and Irma Bombeck's humor, ex humorous expressions, my life motto was born. If it's not fun, I am done. That's been it for me all my life. <laughs> so number three is Bo Eason. Bo Eason is a former National League football player that turned author, um, playwright, and speaker. And about 10 years ago, he said to me, the most important thing will be a personal power story to tell and build your business. That's where the future is going with storytelling. And he was so right because our own story is the foundation of how we create and relate to others that have a need or a problem that we that needs us that need a solution in a timely manner. Now that's all good, but I have to add one thing to it. And that is you got to make it fun until you're done. Cuz who wants to have a problem or a project or something to deal with and not have any fun doing it? So I think you can all agree with me on that one. And number four is art. The root word of art is artem, A-R-T-E-M. It means the quality of expression of what is beautiful and of significance. Wow. The quality of expression of what is beautiful and of significance. Now, you can take that into any industry, any element, and use it to the benefit of what you do. I use it in regard to life. Live life, which is a beautiful thing, to its fullest. 
And that's of great significance. That's what I love about that phrase. <laughs> Number five is Immanuel Kant, K-A-N-T, as in, I can't wait to see you. He was German born, but he was a great thinker from way back when in enlightenment and philosophy. Now, in all his comprehensive works, he mainly focused on ethics and morality. Now, he believed that with human intelligence, you should know and learn how to treat others. Wow. Isn't that something that's missing in our society these days? Treating people ethically, morally, with kindness and compassion. Wow. <laughs> so as a result of these five influences, I have put together my mom, Irma Bombeck, Bo Eason, Art, and Immanuel Kant, because they have and possess the best threads to weave the foundation of the type of business I wanted to put out there for people and for people to know about and for me to be part of. So that's where the influence was so impactful for me. Now, artistically, they lived a full life, authentic, authentic, with, excuse me, with authenticity. They laughed more, they shared and they were caring and they treated people ethically. That is just so awesome. I'm so excited about that. And you should be too. Your clients will. <laughs> um, so my, um, my mom always cared about others more than she cared about herself. And in, um, in the thinking from Immanuel Kant, it's also be treating yourself well. She just cared about others more than herself. And I think that's why those three lessons are so important to me, because she wanted those for me for my entire life, because she never had them for herself. Kind of sad. And sadly, her greatest endeavor was came after the death of my youngest brother, my young brother, at the age of 27. Now, thoughts of morality must have set in because my mom was a great cook. Boy, she, could she cook and make desserts? She taught us everything under the sun, but how to cook. So that mortality issue that may have creeped up made her, I think, gave her the passion to put in a binder all the recipes of the favorite meals of me and my sister so that someday we would have those. Well, quite unexpectedly, that binder became a published book titled Angels in Your Kitchen by Fran Keegan. She went all over the country doing book signings at Barnes & Noble, Hastings, Walden Book, and such. And she would bring pre prepared samples so people could taste some of the favorite recipes that came from the book. Now, volume two of Angels in Your Kitchen was filled with stories from people she had met on her travels that had lost a child. They shared their the recipe of their child's favorite dish and their child's story in book two. Book three, More Angels in Your Kitchen, was published just before she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. 
Now, although she struggled for 14 years with Alzheimer's, she was still very impactful in just everybody's lives, especially ours. She is my hero. Get a little teary on that one, so sorry. <laughs> um, but with a broken heart, my sister and I watched my mom and dad deteriorate in their large high maintenance home that took a lot of time, effort, energy, and finances to maintain and keep up. They stayed in it way too long. Despite all the encouragement from my sister and myself about getting help, getting caregivers, getting moved into a smaller home, or coming in to live with, with us, it just went on deaf ears. My dad had heart disease, kidney disease, and COPD, which is lung disorder, and diabetes. My mom, who was always taking care of everybody else, even in her late stages of Alzheimer's, insisted that she take care of my dad, monitor his health, tend to his meds and his insulin shots. Wow, if that's not an accident waiting for a place to happen, more like a disaster waiting for a place to happen, right? And it did. With all the coaxing in the world, we couldn't get them to realize we were intentional in them having the best life, not suffering in health or risk factors. We just wanted what was best for them, but it was not to be. It was grave concern to us and no pun intended, but that stubbornness landed my dad in his grave and put my mom in memory care. And we could have avoided so much of the emotional, mental, physical, and financial hardships if only we had come together as a family and created some kind of plan. Family involvement for planning for the next chapter of your life is critical. Now, I jump right to what I call the 60-40 rule. When parents are in their 60s and the adult kids are in their 40s, it is time to let the conversations begin about how you see yourself living, how your parents see themselves living in the next 10, 20, or even 30 years down the road. And how can you, as the adult child, help them facilitate and accommodate that? You gotta have a plan. Don't leave it to chance. P, prepare in advance. Get the facts, the figures, and those documents in place before you need them. L, let everyone know what you want. Your kids are not mind readers. They don't know how you want to live in your next 10, 20, 30 years. So you got to tell them. And A is for acknowledging the safety concerns. There are accidents lurking around your environment and your household. The number one accident among seniors is falling. And one in every two seniors that fall and sustain a serious injury 
one will pass away within the first 12 months of that fall. And in is just never give up that youthful heart and mind. It is a mindset, baby, for sure. <laughs> now, how do I convince other people to do what my parents wouldn't do? And that's where I birthed Leiden Senior Pathways. It is a real estate business with a senior move management service, and I created it and designed it to help baby boomers and their parents to become educated in how important it is to have a plan for the next chapter of your life. We plan for a meal. We plan for a wedding. We plan for the weekend. Why can't we plan for the rest of our life or at least the next chapter? I didn't want anyone to have to go through what my sister and I did, which could have easily been avoided. So what did I do? Created this business and my number one order of business was to write a book. I wrote Smart Living for Seniors, How to Make the Best of the Rest. Very easy read that just kind of itemizes and lays it all out for what you need to do and create the best life going forward. The second order of business was, how the heck do I make that fun? Well, I am an Air Force brat. We moved around the country and sometimes just around the block. Relocating, purging, packing, unpacking. I loved it. But I discovered that there weren't a lot of people in my corner that loved it. That type of thing to most people ranks right up there with divorce, death, and taxes. So how, as a realtor, do I change perspective for people to get on board and enjoy the ride with me? That is not where I saw my real estate career going. But I had to stop and think about it. It can be done. Again, it's a mindset. We set ourselves out to fix a problem, find the, find the solution, and make it better for others. So that's what I did. How could I take what most people despised, especially our seniors, sorting and organizing and discarding their stuff, selling a large home, buying a smaller home, or deciding to move into assisted living or independent living communities, how do you, how do you make it fun? But it can be, because wow, that's my ongoing story. It's stuff I loved. And I can get my energy over to someone else and make them love it too. I just know it. So I did. So from close of from consultation to close of escrow, we are making it fun until they are done. And it's done artistically and beautifully. And we give it great significance because it's our seniors and they are worth it. They are worth it. Our greatest generation is worth it. And I truly believe if we customize an individual plan for each person and make 
the challenges or the activities that have to be accomplished for their smart sizing. And we call it smart sizing because downsizing is a downer. And we want to be just smart about it because look at us. We're so smart. We are smart sizing and we're going to make it fun. We're going to take the overwhelm out of it for you. And all the while you get to stay in control and make all the decisions. Some of the reason not having family talks and doing plans with a family is that we don't want to lose control but it's not about control. It's about having a plan of action. And then we go um, make it happen. So I will say to you that it can be done. We do it. And in addition to just the things of housing, financial, um, legal, you really do need to start thinking about eating nutritional foods keeping your body moving, staying engaged in relationships, minimizing that stuff that you're holding on for the kids. And as we know, they don't really want it. And most of all, be always be interesting. Now, that is a question I asked Martha Stewart when I shared the stage with her in Carnegie Hall. She was 77 years old. And the, that's the answer that came out of her. What was the most important lesson you learned in your life? And she said, always be interesting. Now, that is the last thing I thought would come out of her mouth, but it did. And she's so right. We have to be interesting, not just to others, but for ourselves. If we're in a situation where we're alone, be interesting even to yourself. Show up every single day. It's all a mindset, baby. You can make yourself do it if you have your own little talk with yourself, but show up every day and join me, if you will, in my mission to keep the main thing, the main thing, which is artistically beautifully creating, living, experiencing, and caring and sharing. Because my mama said, you only live once. If you want it, you can have it. And you can't take it with you. So thank you for joining me. And remember, it's all a mindset. Speak kindly to yourself and give yourself an opportunity to live life on purpose. Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. Thank you. Because I tell you, that was a story. And definitely you define being interesting. Doing what? Being interesting, you define it. Oh, <laughs> define it. <laughs> you that you define it. That was <laughs> well, you got to be interesting. So, um, you know, it's, it's just fun in life to, you know, there are a lot of people that have ailments and issues and situations, but we can't just dwell on them. We have got to just show up intentionally every day and just make one step, go step 
by step, by step, by step. So I am going to be 69 in August. And I decided that I am not going to sit back and just get old because aging is not an option, but getting old is. It's all in your head and your heart. So I'm kind of creating my own little interesting things. <laughs> well, we have some comments. Um, Queen Kimmy say a smart sizing. And Chiba, she said, yes, you do. I have a question. What is being interesting for you? What is what? What is being interesting for you means? What are, what are the details of interesting person? I'm not catching the one word you're saying. Being a what person? Interesting. Oh, interesting. Interesting is <laughs> laughing mostly. <laughs> I will tell you, if I have a day I can't laugh, I am miserable. So being interesting is keeping a smile on your face. Sometimes people don't know why you're smiling. It always makes them smile, but it also makes them wonder what's so funny or what she's smiling about. So that's an interesting little, you know, just a little secret way to be. And then every chance you get, just have something to laugh about, bring up humor, Music is a huge way of saying interesting because it keeps your body shaking and moving and listening for the lyrics and trying to figure out some of the lyrics and then dancing, of course. So interesting to me is just defined with movement, happiness, and sometimes we have to create our own happiness. But that's why I say I'm the curator of my own joy. And that to me keeps keeps my life interesting for me. Yeah, I think that's a great point because humor that's definitely an icebreaker, right? Um, it is. You meet a person using a little bit of humor that is appropriate to the to the room that you're in. Um, it kind of breaks the ice and it makes me both smile. And they're even already open up to the possibility to have a conversation with you. People so. will perk up when someone smiles. And it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. So why do we want to walk in a room and be a downer mm -hmm. or even sit in our own room? By, I live alone. So, you know, I sit in my own room sometimes. I am just, I have to smile because it makes me feel better. There's something about the juices and the endorphins and what have you that just flows through that creates a little bit more excitement. And why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> I took on something I took on something about a year and a half ago at the age of 67 I decided to take up exercise. Now, I don't like exercise. So, I just shied away from it. Just stay away, stay away. I don't like it. <laughs> didn't like to sweat, didn't like to hurt. <laughs> so, I decided to take it up because I truly believe my mom's ailment of Alzheimer's was I think it's sugar, processed foods. This is my own doctor uh, opinion. <laughs> um, sugar, processed foods, lack of um, exercise and trauma and stress. So where can I go into my life and make that change? And one thing that was missing was exercise. So I joined this fit camp at the age of 67. And of course, I'm the oldest person there. They're in there from 14 to 67 years old. And 
it was a little embarrassing at first. I was a little frumpy and what have you, but I got to moving a little bit better. The first month I was there, I joined a 21 day body transformation challenge only because only because I didn't have a habit of exercising. And I thought if I was challenged to something, it would make me more apt to stick to it for 21 days. And lo and behold, the most interesting thing to me was that I won that body transformation challenge. And there were over 100 entrants from age 20 to 67. And I won. <laughs> so I decided right then I can do anything I decide to do and put my mind to it. So can anyone else. So I, I just challenge you to um, anyone to write down some things that they don't like, don't want to do, and maybe try them. 21 days is a good way to form a habit, but try it for a week and see if it doesn't change and shift something up in your psyche. But one of the things I, I feel so bad, mostly for our seniors, a lot of them are lonely and alone. And I think we can come up, you know, we can, we, we can definitely do things to avoid that, especially with Zoom now. I get on my with my high school girlfriends every Friday night at six o'clock Eastern time. Uh, no, six o'clock Arizona time. We get on a Zoom call. We hadn't seen each other since we graduated high school in 1971. We met once in a couple of years before, uh, let's see, in 2019. And then pandemic hit, we started doing the um, Zoom calls and all of us can do that anytime now, even though we can still get out and about. But if you are isolated and home and alone, get on a call, you know, get somebody else to just jack your jaw with and have some fun. Because <laughs> if it's not fun, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, we need to keep it fun and we definitely need to smile. I think that's amazing. But uh... And we need to listen because. Uh, yeah, we don't you know, listen. Enough. That is true. That is true. Yeah. And, you and I would like, like to say to your, I'd like to say to your uh, uh, listeners, if they are interested in a free PDF copy of the book, they can get it on Amazon. But if they would like a free copy, just the PDF, if they'll email me, I'm happy to just send them off a the PDF. And the email address is just t at tamisa.com. So the spelling is right there in front of you. <laughs> t at tamisa.com. And I'm happy to send them a PDF of that. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your listening audience and just happy to be here with you, you today. So thank you. Okay. And I added the link to the Amazon and definitely check her out on the website. Check out her new show coming up in Legacy as well. Uh, I think it's going to be amazing. You're bringing all that energy to your show. Um, so we can't wait. Can well, we, we are going to be keeping it fun until we're done. And it's going to be not just real estate. It's going to be lots of people with great information to help people stay with a youthful mind over aging matters because it does. And there are many matters to tend. Okay. Well, thank you again for joining us. Thank and you. And uh, you have, see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. I have one more comment. Okay. And with that, they're going to be 
back really soon. We're going to take a little break. So hi, Vanessa, again. <laughs> if, if I may add a yes. little bit of, you know. Um, so sometimes, sometimes, and I'm going to get very close here. <laughs> sometimes um, we, we stop, we pause, and we'll look back at our lives. And we wonder what could have happened? What could have happened? What could have happened? Don't go about it like that could have changed things. And, and I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I am advising that's, that's not good for you. So if you just leave it open, and and you're like what could have happened it's sort of like a way to connect with your dreams that were not fulfilled you see what i mean like what could have happened and just leave it open like that your heart should open into possibilities your mind should not immediately <laughs> should start uh, being even more creative, which is right, she's she's really good at it. Uh, should be even more creative, and at some point, not immediately either. Your entire body is going to follow. Just just trust that process. So, what could have happened? Magic could happen. <laughs> so, I see you in a little bit. We're going to have Pamela Black join us. So in 2022. Uh, so she's going to be talking about that. We be joining you in, in about 10 minutes. Okay. So stay tuned. Take some water. Um, you know, take a break and be right back. Don't leave. And broadcast, uh, 